Jesus. Give him a great hand clap of praise this morning. I believe he's worthy. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I, I was just I was just thinking the other day and I was been preaching on out of the book of John and come over there into John 19 and Jesus is standing in Pilate's hall and and everything that happened to him was for the purpose of humiliation and they made a mockery out of him and put a crown of thorns on his head and a robe of, of mockery and everything they done was to mock him and he never opened up he never opened his mouth. And Brother Branham said that Satan looked at him and said, this could not be the Son of God. There's just no way. There's no way that this, it, that this is the promised one. How could he be the Son of God and, and, and allow them to do all these things? He said, but what he didn't understand, he said, is the Son of God can go through anything as long as he knows he's in the will of God. And Jesus stood there and he didn't even open his mouth. And I thought all the humiliation and they looked and then they wouldn't, they took him and nailed him on the cross. And even the people that was around the cross said, if you'll come down, we'll believe you and we'll follow you. See, but I got to thinking about it, that thief, even the, the thief on the, on the one side, he said, save us and save yourself. We'll believe you, save us. But the other thief, I got to thinking about him. And he saw Jesus in his most humiliated time, in the most humiliated condition. I thought about it, I thought, you know what? His encounter with Christ was not when he was walking on the water. His encounter with Christ was not when he was opening up blinded eyes and and raising the dead and all this supernatural thing. His encounter with Christ was when he was at, in his most humiliated condition. But yet there was something in his heart. He looked at Jesus Christ in the most humiliated condition that he could be, be in. And he still believed. And I thought, oh God, I, that's me. I'm the thief that was on the cross by his side. And I just want to say, Lord, remember me. Amen. How many has that attitude this one? Just remember me, Lord. Amen. Let's just bow our hearts together. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for Calvary. Lord, we know, God, that we wouldn't be here this morning if it wasn't for Calvary. Lord, we are what we are by the grace of Almighty God. No, nothing, Lord, we could boast of. Lord, it was by your grace. Lord, it's by that grace we stand here this morning. Lord, we just thank you, God, for the price that was paid, the victory that's been won. Lord, as we stand here, God, and I look out at this congregation, I realize that I'm looking at the purchase of that blood. Lord, what what a responsibility it is. And I pray, oh God, that, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would just come. Lord, we're inviting you to come. I pray, God, that you would just lead us and guide us. And Lord, may you take and open up the scripture to us. 
Lord, that's what we're asking of this morning. Lord, we want your presence just to be near. Lord, we want you to come and walk up and down the avenues of our hearts and to discern the needs of our lives. And Lord, I pray that you would minister. Lord, because I believe that if, if you could just speak a word this morning, it would make all the difference. Lord, maybe there's a lot of things that we've looked at and Lord, notes that we have and whatever more, but, but God, I pray that you would just speak. Lord, minister to the knees that lays in the body. I pray that you would just have your way among us. Lord, when it's all said and done and the last amen has been said, we'll be so careful to give you all the glory and all the honor. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. This morning, we're just, amen, honored to be with you once again. And we uh, certainly appreciate the invitation to be here and the opportunity. We always count it a great honor to um, speak to uh, the bride or a portion of the bride, wherever we are. And, and so uh, we just want to um, look into the Word this morning. If you have your Bibles, we'd like to turn to the book of Ecclesiastes in the third chapter. I want to say once again how much we appreciate uh, your pastor and the ministry here at the church. And uh, it's been a great blessing to us and through the years, through our church, back home. And, and so we certainly appreciate each one. Amen. Ecclesiastes, the third chapter. And I'd like to read from the uh, first verse. And then I'd like to read also uh, in one place in the New Testament, Second Corinthians chapter 3. As we look here in Ecclesiastes, the third chapter in verse 1, and the Bible says, To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born, and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to rend, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. What profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he hath laboreth? I have seen the travail which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. And he hath made everything beautiful in his time. And also he has set the world in their heart, uh, in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. Amen. Second Corinthians, the Third chapter, just one verse there, Second Corinthians 3. I'd like to read verse 18. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. May God just add his blessings to the reading of the words as you're having your seats this morning.
like to um, speak for uh, a few minutes this morning on a, the season of change. And um, I believe that, you know, uh, we're getting ready to change the calendar. And so we've, we've come to the end of another year. And the, uh, the end of, of, of this year will just uh, take us into the beginning of the next. And, and so uh, we see that, you know, we're, we've come to another change or a time of change. And I was just thinking and remembering back um, in June, we had our meeting there at the church and we were dedicating the church and Brother Timothy had come and, and uh, was a part of those meetings and, and, um, and he, uh, he spoke, I don't remember what you titled exactly, but it was it a season of change. So it's the same title, uh, but he spoke on that and, and, uh, it was just, um, it was really just the Lord. It was supernatural because, uh, what he didn't know was, uh, uh, just a couple weeks before that I was sitting in my, in my office there at the church and I had a calendar there and, and uh, I was marking the dates on the calendar for the meeting and just, you know, kind of going over the calendar and putting down different things. And so I was marking the dates on the, uh, 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 of the calendar for the beginning of our meeting. And the first night of our meeting uh, on the calendar, it said uh, the beginning of summer. And I, I, I just, I just kind of struck me the beginning of summer. And I just wrote uh, on that date, uh, the, you know, meeting starts. And, and then underneath that, I, I wrote um, a change uh, or a season of change. And, and you know, or I think I actually wrote a change of season or something along those lines. Because I, it just kind of stood out to me that the meeting was beginning at the change of a season. And, and, and you know, and then Brother Timothy come and he preached that. Uh, that message and, and the Lord really spoke to our hearts and was just dealing with people. And, 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 um, I remembered back to where the Lord had dealt with me at the beginning of that year, at the, at the ending of, of, uh, uh, 2022, uh, the Lord had kind of dealt with my heart on some things. And, and, you know, sometimes you, 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 you preach a sermon and then sometimes the Lord, there's just something special. You come under the burden of something. And, and, you know, the ministers will know what I'm talking about. You just, the Lord gives you something. It becomes a burden to you. Uh, and, and you know that it's going to speak directly to, to, to the church or to a need or situations. And, and, and that's how the Lord was dealing with me. And he was dealing with me in a, in the, in this, uh, direction of a season of change. And, uh, you know, as I thought about that, I thought that, um, you know, everything is changing. I mean, you know, a, 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 all through our lives, everything is changing and, and change is hard. And we got to be honest this morning. Most of us don't like change. I mean, you know, if, if we're honest with ourselves, change ain't easy and, and we really don't like it because, you know, we, we get accustomed to things and, and we get in our routines and so forth. And, and so change is not easy, but yet you can't stop it. I mean, everything is constantly changing. As a matter of fact, there's, there's only one constant. I mean, there's only one thing that never changes, and that's God and his word. Outside of that, everything changes. As, you know, as, as it's always said, the only thing that, that don't change is that everything changes. Because it, it, it's just true. And, and, you know, even in our, in our lives, you know, our, our personal lives, you know, we, we don't stay the same. We don't stay the same age. 
I know we wish we could, but we don't. And we don't look the same. And, and, and you know, because we're constantly changing. Brother Brandon would talk about it. He said uh, of how that nature testifies of God. He said we find the trees and the leaves go off the trees. And, and, and then the life that was in the tree goes down into the ground like a grave. And it will stay there until the wrath of the winter is passed. And then it comes back again, bringing forth new life. It's a testimony that we live again. See, the sun rises of a morning. It's just like a little baby. See, it's weak. And then after a while, uh, in its time, uh, it, it goes through the school and then it goes through high school and about noontime, it's in its strength. But then in the afternoon, it begins to turn to the other side. And then in the evening, it begins to get weak again and it dies. Amen. But that's not the end of the sun. It just comes up again the next morning to testify, amen, to another generation that there is life. Amen. And, and, and listen, and there's, and there's also a resurrection. Amen. Brother Brown says, you know, that, that even the, amen, every day, every day, the cycle of that day is a testimony to you and I, amen, that there is life, amen, after death and there will be a resurrection. Amen. And, and he takes the, 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 the cycle of the day and the sun, the different phases of the sun, and he ties that with our lives and how that we're born. That would be the morning and, and we grow and we get stronger. But then there's a time that it turns and starts going the other way and we begin to get weaker. Is that right? Amen. He says God's got a time for all things. He's got a time. See, see, there's a time that we plant corn and there's a time that we, that we plow and there's a time that we harvest. See, and then the, the, the spring rains come and the, and then the drought through the summer and the fall rains and the snows and, 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 and you just can't say, well, I'll plant my wheat today and then tomorrow I'll go out and harvest it. No. Amen. God has a season. See, he's got seasons for his word. He's got seasons in the scripture where it says that the presence of the Lord was there to heal the sick. And that's when Jesus uh, uh, was ministering to see the presence of the Lord was there to heal the sick. Maybe at other times, the presence of the Lord wasn't there to heal the sick, but we find out that God works everything seasonally. How we know by the scripture that the angel come down at a certain season and troubled the water. Is that right? Amen. See, it, it was, a, it was the season for healing at that time. And that's what brother Brown's saying. And he says, you gotta, uh, you gotta recognize the seasons. You gotta, because you just can't go out and plant corn anytime you want to. Amen. And let me just say this. That's why you young people, you got, you're in a special time in your life. Because you're in a planting season. See, you're, you're in a season that you're actually planting seeds that later you're going to harvest because even the Bible says God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man plants, that, that whatever he sows, that's what he's going to reap, see. Amen. So whatever kind of seed you sow, that's the kind of harvest you're going to have. And let me just say this, the only time in your life that you can determine, amen, what kind of harvest that you want to, that you want to reap, amen, is when you're planting the seeds. I mean, you can't, you know, go out and plant seeds and then cultivate and water. And if you plant corn, you're not going to harvest green beans. You see, whatever you put in the ground, and that's that's what's going to uh, come forth, and that's what kind of harvest you're going to have, and that's why it's so important that you sow the right seed, amen, in the planting season. See, others, amen, here uh, this morning, we're not in the sowing season of our life. Amen, we're in the harvest season. We're actually reaping the seeds that we've sown. Amen, and you can look, and I'll just say this, thank God for grace. 
Amen. Because there's a lot of seeds that I wish I would have never sown. And amen. I thank God for grace. I, I hope that everybody in here, amen, appreciates the grace of God because amen, there, there's a lot of things that we would reap that, amen, listen, it wouldn't be so good because we didn't always sow the right kind of seed. Amen. Even as Christians, that's why, amen, when you live in a life of sin and you plant those kind of seeds, amen, listen, even after God saves you and fills you with the Holy Ghost, many times, amen, you deal with the scars and the, and those things will come up later in your life. Amen. What is it? You're harvesting what you planted. And that's why, amen, as a young person, you ought to determine in your heart this morning, I'm going to plant the right kind of seed so that I'll have the right kind of harvest. Hallelujah. Amen. I tell you this, that's what God done. Amen. God, amen, didn't wait to see how it was all going to turn out to determine, amen, what kind of people he was going to have in the end time or what kind of harvest he was going to have in the harvest time. Amen. God already made his determination in the beginning. So he sowed the right kind of seed to start with so that in the end, amen, he would have the right kind of harvest. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why, amen, he sowed, amen, with a spoken word, which is the original seed. And God sowed the seed of a word bride. Amen. God sowed the seed of overcomers. God sowed the seed, amen, of a victorious church. And that, and because that's the kind of seed, amen, that God put in the ground, that's the kind of harvest that God's going to have. Hallelujah. Amen. But for everything, there's a time and there's a season. Amen. Watch the prophet of God says, amen, that, that Jesus, amen, even Jesus speaking, he said, the fa- he, he, he's praying, he said, the time has come. See, Father, the time has come. And Brother Brown said, there's seasons for everything. Do you believe that? Amen. And now, you see, you sow in a certain season, you're reaping a certain season, and there's seasons when uh, uh, time, the, time, the time comes. That it's right for things to happen. Amen. I love that. There, amen. There's a season that the time comes when it's right for things to happen. Do you believe that? It's just like in our, in our own lives. I'm, I'm just going to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Because I'll be honest with you. I had something completely different. But the Lord just kept pulling me back in this direction. And, and, and you know, I remember years ago... I, the first time I ever come uh, to down here to Louisiana and, and come to the church, Brother Tim told me back in the office, he said, he, he said, Brother Josh, he said, don't you get in your mind because this is Brother Tim Pruitt's church that we don't have no problems or we don't have. He said, there's problems in this church just like any other church. And there's people that need help and there's people that need deliverance and there's people that need healing. And, and, and you know, that really helped me as a, as a, as a, as a young pastor at the time. Uh, it really spoke to me because I thought, you know what, that really encouraged my heart because sometimes, you know, you, you get things in your mind that, you know, that, you know, well, uh, that, that church don't have no issues or that, that church and, 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 and you fail to recognize, amen, that, listen, it don't matter where you're at or what church you're in or what group you're preaching to, there's needs. Amen, because people are there and people are needy and, and that's not, uh, uh, you know, condescending in any kind of way. Amen, we're just human. 
Amen. And, and, and that's why, amen, the Holy Spirit has dealt with my heart many times. Amen. It's not just about preaching good sermons and putting quotes together and, and tying things together. Amen. Sometimes we just need to be a real minister of the gospel and let the Holy Spirit, amen, speak through us to minister to the needs that are laying in the body. And I trust by the help of God that, that, that we can do that today. But as we look at this, because... You know, we have seasons in our own lives. And I want to, as we go forward in this service, I, I, I'm going to be using, you know, us as individuals. And then at times I'll be speaking to uh, the church because, listen, you will go through seasons as an individual. And, and also the church collectively as a body will go through seasons. Listen, churches go through seasons just like you go through as an individual. You're not always on the mountain. And churches are not always on, on the mountaintop. Listen, every, every service that we have, we're not always, a, you know, in the shouting revival or, or whatever more. And that don't mean that the Spirit of God has left the church. Amen. It just means you're going through something. You see, and, and you as an individual, you're going through seasons in your life. And, and Brother Ben was talking about in, in, in leadership. He said, remember, each one of us is young, uh, young and old. The first step we ever made in, your, in our lives, someone had to lead you, see. That's right. And the last step you ever make, someone will be leading you. Somebody has to lead you. And the first step was probably ever taken, amen, he said was probably in the hands of some kind old mother. And them hands may be still tonight out there in the cemetery somewhere. But that was the hand that held you to, to make your first step. And then after your mother taught you how to walk and, and you made a few steps and fall down and get up and, and you thought you were doing great things. And she turned you over then to the school teacher. And then she began to lead you to an education and how you must do and how you must learn and so forth like that. And after the teacher got through with you then you return back to the father and the father got a hold of you and then when your father got a hold of you he taught you perhaps your business and how to be successful and how to do things right and see your mother taught you how to be a housewife and how to cook and so forth and all this amen but then he says and then after they got through with you then your minister or, or the priest got a hold of you and then he asked the questions but he said but but who leads you now Amen. Amen. Who's leading you now? That's the question. Amen. We're all led by something. Amen. We have to be because we're led. Amen. And so you see what the prophet is saying. We're, we're, we're growing. We don't stay children. And we don't stay in the same season of our life. You know, I know by as a parent, I didn't want my kids to grow up. <laughs> you know, I said, I, I said it at the church one time. I said, we don't want our kids to grow up. And I just felt it. I said, well... You know, I know some of you do. Because <laughs> you got 25-year-olds still living with you and stuff like that. <laughs> Amen. You think, man, you don't know, the, you don't know my kids. I want my kids to grow up. <laughs> but I'm talking about, you know, I got a, 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 a little picture over on my nightstand beside my bed of my two little girls. Levi wasn't even born yet. And they're just little girls, you know, and... Sometimes I look over that and I just start crying. Don't even, I can't even help myself. And I think, what in the world happened? How did we get here? You know, how did this happen? Because I didn't want them to grow up. I, to, I told the church a while back, I said, you know, I remember as a, as, a, as, a, as a young boy growing up in the message. And I remember, you know, we thought the Lord was coming any day. I mean, we just, you know, it's just like Brother Tim said, you know, who, who would have ever thought? You know, here we are, 2024. Amen. And, and, and I remember growing up, 
And, and you know, I thought, the Lord's coming any time. Just any day. We, we just, and, and I remember secretly praying, Lord, I want to get my license so bad. <laughs> I, I just want to drive a car. <laughs> and, you know, you're, you wouldn't tell nobody, but just secretly praying this, Lord, please, just if you could just wait. Till I get my license. And then, you know, I pray. And, and, and I got my license. Got 16. Got my license. And then, you know, I, I thought, Lord, I want to get married so bad. <laughs> and just secretly pray. If, I, if you could just allow me to, to, to get married and just, you know, have this experience. And, and then I got married and I thought, Lord, I want a family so bad. If I, I just want children. You know, and, and I'm telling you, I'm just being honest with you. Even I was just praying that way. If Lord, if you could just tarry, there's just things I, you know, I would love to do and love to experience. Amen. But then I had children. And as they began to grow up, my prayers completely changed. I said, Lord, please come before they get their license. <laughs> you know, my prayers completely turned the other way. And I began to pray, oh, God, please come before they get married. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You see, but, 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 you know, as much as we would love to keep our children small, it don't matter what you do, you cannot stop the change. You'll never prevent them from growing up. They're going to grow. And if you keep, keep uh, treating them like a child and treating them like a baby, you're going to ruin their lives. Amen. Listen, as they change, your relationship with them has got to change. How you speak to them and how you handle them, it's got to change. Amen. As they're changing. See, even as we're growing in the, in the changes of the cycles of our life, Brother Brown talked about every seven years. Every seven years, your life changes. See, and then he said in seven times seven, you see, that's a complete uh, uh, change. And it bothers the women. And, and, and men usually get kind of funny carrying on during that time. Sometimes they leave their wives and... What is it? They're going through a, what they call in the world a midlife crisis. But really what it is is they're having a hard time accepting what they're becoming, see. And, 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 and nobody wants to get old. But, ever, but, 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 you know, if you, if you continue to live, <laughs> I mean, it's just the process. You, you, can't, cha- you can't change this. Kind of like Brother Homer uh, always says, Brother Homer Longoria, he said, the, the, the only good thing about getting old is some didn't. But, you know, but, but you just can't help it. <laughs> I mean, if you live, if you continue to live, you're going you're gonna to age. You're going to get old. Things are going to change. And so, you, you know, you just can't stop it. And Brother Brown, that's what he's showing. Every seven years, you're going through a cycle of change in your life. And I've found that to be true. And if you really watch and study it out, you'll see that that is so true. And then seven times seven, he said, now that's a complete change. It's usually about that time that a woman is going through the, the change of life. And you can even tie this back to the scripture because in the scripture, amen, every seven years, God had uh, 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 provided a grace. 
grace to the children of Israel. Amen. And he had something that was called the year of release that would happen after every seven years. Amen. You know what that was? Amen. That every seven years was like an, uh, 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 an amateur jubilee to the children of Israel. Amen. But that was the grace of God making provision for them. Amen. That even though if they got in a, in a condition of slavery or a condition of bondage, God made sure he made a way they didn't have to stay there. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm glad to know this. Amen. This morning. Amen. I don't know what kind of season you're in in your life, but I know this. Amen. We're all, amen. You're either going in a trial or you're in the middle of it now, or you just come out of one. Amen. But no matter where you're at, I can tell you this. It won't last forever. Hallelujah. Amen. You might be in a struggle. You might be in a season of oppression. Amen. But God has provided a grace. Hallelujah. Amen. There's a time of release. Amen. And the jubilee, when that jubilee trumpet sounded, that was the grace of God sounding out. Amen. Letting his children know, I'll not leave you in bondage. I'll not leave you a slave. I'll not leave you in oppression. Amen. But in every trial, I've made a way of escape. What is this showing us? Amen. These things are temporary. Amen. Amen. If you're in a season... Amen. Don't worry. It's going to change. Because seasons continually change. And so Brother Brown's talking about that and how the cycles of every seven years, amen, our lives change. He brings it to that seven sevens and by the time you hit 50, you know, in, in that season of life, he said it gets real hard. He said, and he said, you know, we all go through that. And we must remember that it's, it, it, it's, that it's things that we must bear with one another and understand those things. I, I want to just tell you this because I don't know, you know, I don't know about all y'all's problems. I don't know what goes on in this church. I really don't. I don't, you know, I don't know. But I know enough to know this. You're going through something. And I know that there's been a lot of changes in this church. And through the years you've moved from, you know, different buildings. And, and there's been a lot of changes. New people come. And, and I, can, I, I know this by experience. Been pastoring about 12 years now. And, it, you know... Went into the little church there and started pastoring and people started coming. You know, other things was happening in the area and, you know, um, with other churches. And, you know, I'm not to say anything negative about anybody or anything like that. But there was just situations and, and people needed a place to go and people started coming to church. And, and you think, man, ain't that wonderful? The church is growing. Bless God. You know, everything's wonderful. But you found out that... It's not always that way. Because, you know, when you're growing, there's something that's called growing pains. <laughs> and things become a struggle and new people come in and, 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 and older people are beginning to feel pushed to the side. And people are feeling like they're losing their value. And, and, and I find that in, in, even in the, 
in the natural course of life, you take a mother and her children begin to grow up and she has dedicated her whole life a real mama. And she's been a real mother in the home and she's raised them children and she's gave her whole life to them children. And as they grow up and leave the house and, and they're going out on their own, that, that little mama... She'll begin, to, uh, uh, she'll begin to feel like she's losing her, her uh, purpose in life. She'll begin to feel like that, you know, that I'm not important anymore. I'm not needed. Nobody needs me. Amen. I don't have no purpose because, amen, all she ever knew and all she had ever done was, was give her life to raising her children and being a mother and, and things of, the, of that nature. Amen. But, but, but see, what they got to realize is, is things are changing. Amen. But they're just as valuable. Amen. They're just as valuable in their position if they can find their position. Listen, listen, I, I've seen it so many times through the years. Amen. Uh, older people in the church, as young people come in and, 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 you know, and they're talented and they got a lot of zeal and a lot of energy and they're willing to work and to do. And, amen. And all of a sudden the older people begin to feel pushed aside and, and they feel like, well, I'm not needed and, you know, I'm not valuable. But listen, friends, somebody's got to be a pillar in the church. Somebody has got to take that position. Amen. As others go over and cross the river and go over into glory. Amen. Somebody's got to be the old oak tree that gives shade. And amen. Somebody's got to be that tie, that, that strong tie post, that, that one that we can look to as an example. Amen. So I want to tell every person in this church, you're important and you're needed. And you got a, a value. Amen. You got a position. Amen. And the church of the living God is not the same without you. But you see, as, you're, as we're going through this, you know, Brother Brown, talk about a lady. I've messed up big time. I don't know. Once I preach long enough, you know, and I've already, I messed up again because I said, I ain't saying nothing about time in this church. <laughs> I will not be the next Matt Watkins. <laughs> so here I am. <laughs> but when I've preached long enough, y'all just let me know. <laughs> but, you know, Brother Bram talks about, he talked about a lady that come to him one time and she was had been struggling and she went down to a, place and they, uh, uh, you know, uh, and they told her she had seven devils. And then another person told her she only had five. And she wanted to know where the other two went. (laughs) (laughs) Poor woman went plumb gone, seemed nearly uh, just, you know, almost completely out of her mind, sat in the room, uh, taking her stockings off and pulled up her feet in the chair and said, I ain't ate nothing for several days and I'm not going to eat till I find out what become of those devils. I said, what are they? I said, I don't know. I never know nothing about it. I said, well, one minister told me I had seven. Another lady said I had five. And, 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 she, and Brother Brown just began to speak to her. Amen. And, and he said, listen, lady. He said, you come from St. Louis. She said, yes. How would you know it? I said, your husband's on the police force. That's right. I said, you used to be a lovely housekeeper. She said, that's right. I said, recently your house looks like a hog pen. I thought, man, the Holy Spirit's bold. <laughs> Man, she said, that's right. I said, your daughter's over there now taking care of your husband. She said, that's right. Who told you that? I just kept talking because it was a vision, see. And I went down. He said, you went down a, a, a little place and, 
And you went to a doctor. She said, yes. He gave you some shots. She said, yes. Those shots were called hormones. She said, yes. I said, you went down to a place and they told you you had devils. Yes. Amen. Because you had a, a real funny feeling. Yes. And then they sent you to California. Yeah. And some man told you you had seven devils. And, and then you went to a woman. She said, you have five. And, she, and, and, and all these things. He's just telling her. He's, he's, he's in a vision now. He's seeing her life. And he's telling her these things. Amen. And they told you to come to me. Yes, that's right. She said, and she said, how did you know that? I said, the Holy Spirit said so. And I said, you, you ain't got no devils to begin with. She said, I haven't. I said, no, lady. Surely you know your mother went through menopause. And it's just menopause. It's something natural. I said, what do you think those hormone shots were for? She said, well, I don't know. I said, it's for the change of life. And that's what it is. It's not a devil at all. It's just your condition of life. And she began to relax. My wife was cooking some bacon and eggs, and she began to look through the house. She said, I, I feel kind of hungry. And she went over there and ate three eggs and a bunch of toast and two cups of coffee and a lot of jelly. And she was just as happy as she could be. She said, Brother Branham, are you going to pray and, for me and cast it away? I said, cast it away? There ain't nothing to cast away. She said, well, I never felt so good in my life. What must I do? I said, go straight home. Amen to your house and cook your husband a nice big apple pie. Amen. Amen. And when he comes home tonight, you throw both arms around him and kiss him and sit down. Amen. And tell him you love him like a lady ought to. That's exactly right. Amen. See, amen. He said, it ain't the pouring of the oil and the stomping and the kicking. Amen. It wasn't. That's the, listen, she didn't need nobody to lay hands on her. Amen. The prophet of God said it was the truth that set her free. Hallelujah. It was the truth that set her free. She went there thinking she had a devil when she was just going through a change. And I want to tell you something, friends. Amen. A lot of times there's things that come in the church. and Amen. And the church gets a little bit uh, under stress. And there's a struggle. Amen. Because you're going through a change. And if you ain't real careful, the devil will come right there. And he'll say, oh, the anointing's gone. And amen. We've lost our revival. And the church ain't what it used to be. And amen. And you'll be looking back to the good old days. And everybody will be telling you, oh, something's wrong. And the spirit is left. And the devil's come in. Amen. When all all it is really it's just a change it's just a cycle amen it's just something you're going through hallelujah and if you can recognize that and believe in your heart amen whether in the good times or in the bad times when I feel God or if I don't feel God when I feel like it or I don't feel like it he's still God hallelujah let me tell the devil this morning, amen, this bride has not lost her anointing. Hallelujah. This message has not lost its power. Amen. We have not lost our revival. No, sir. Amen. We're just going through a change. And sometimes it's a struggle. And sometimes, amen, amen, there's all kinds of things that attacks us and we go through things. Amen. But I want to tell you, amen, it ain't a devil. Let the truth set you free this morning. Hallelujah. Recognizing your day in this message, he says, see, it's a time of recognition. Recognize. You got to recognize. And the world is recognized. Nations have recognized. Science has recognized. The devil has recognized. He's recognized 
Listen to what Brother Brown said. Satan has recognized that it's a time that he can wreck women. That he can wreck the church. That he can wreck the people. He's recognized it. Because Satan is an opportunist. I'll tell you something. He hits you when you're down. Satan knows just when to come to you. <laughs> amen. That's why. Amen. Listen, he can recognize. Amen. When a, when, a, when, a, when a sister is going through that time in her life, you watch the devil come and begin to attack. See? He would come, come right there and begin to attack. Amen. A, 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 a brother the same way. Watch a church. You guys know all about it. You build a church. <laughs> That's stress. It's like, it's like trying to remodel a house and live in it. <laughs> and, and, and maintain your marriage. Amen. <laughs> hey I don't know if y'all, some of y'all maybe never, uh, yeah, he said be careful. I better be careful. <laughs> I've built two houses. <laughs> Amen. And, and then we built a church. Amen. But I know by experience that, that brings stress. Because there's, everybody's got an opinion and everybody's, you know, and, and everybody wants to be recognized. And <laughs> oh, we could go on and on and on. But it brings stress. But watch, that's just, that's just humanity. Even that's just being human. Until the devil comes and attaches himself to that and the spirit starts working. And what was just a little disagreement over an opinion of color or, or, or where a wall should be or the kind of lights or whatever is going on. Amen. Then the spirit comes in and that little division right there. Amen. Satan will attach itself to it. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? Listen, friends, I tell you what we got to do. We, get, we need to recognize Satan and his tactics. I've asked my church at home before. I said, listen, how long are we going to keep allowing the devil to come in among us and divide us? How long are we going to keep allowing Satan, amen, to come in among families and stir up trouble in the church? Listen, friends, we are the sons and daughters of the Most High God. Amen. And we have the authority as the sons of God, amen, to put the devil in his place. Hallelujah. And real overcoming is this, is recognizing Satan and all his tactics. The first thing we need to do is realize this is the devil. Another lady comes up in a prayer line. And Brother Brown says, now lady, I suppose you and I are strangers. He said, I want you to look. Uh, you to look uh, to me just a moment. Not that I'm reading your mind, ma'am. He said, no, I'm not. I'm just trying to contact your spirit. He said, yes. He said, that's very scary. They, it's, it's, it, you get real nervous spells. See, I've seen you drop a dish or something, another. And he said, try and, um, he said, or, 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 or in your hand. You just couldn't hold it there. Is that, isn't that right? Yes. I see you stand by the sink there and place your, the place where you turned around to go to your right and the chair was behind you and you kind of staggered over it. Let me stop here and say something. This ain't guesswork. 
this is not somebody uh, standing up and saying, well, somebody in here has got heart trouble or somebody, somebody in this church has got a backache. Anybody can do that, friends. But look at it, the, the prophet of God is telling her, where you're standing at the sink, you drop a plate, I see something. You turn to your right, you stagger over a chair. Look at the details of what he's saying here. Listen, friends, this is God speaking. He says, you have, uh, he, he said, you're very, he, he said, I'm sorry. He said, I see you uh, sitting around a, a whole lot of the time looking out of a window, kind of like it was dreary, weary look. That's right. What that is, lady, is a time of life for you. See, it's menopause, a change of life. He said, come here. Do you believe Jesus Christ can take that from you? Will you submit yourself to him? That's a horrible spirit. Just haunts you. Amen. See, this is a mixed audience, but look, amen, just since you've been a little girl, every, every, every time he's talking about her normal uh, cycle of her life there, you get a funny feeling, and this whole change, amen, is where the life, and Satan is there also, see? Satan is there also, and now right in the middle of this change, when it's the worst of all, Satan would run you insane if he could, but God's going to take it off of you. Hallelujah. And he's going to make you well. Amen. He said, now, kind heavenly father, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen, may this demon leave this woman and may she walk through the shadows without fear in her heart. Leave her and come out of her in Jesus' name. And then he turns to the sister and says, now, my sister, you can go home and be normal and feel all right now. It's all gone for you. Amen. Why? Amen. He said, you're calm now. You're well now. Go home and be all right because God has made you well. Amen. Listen. Amen. Listen. I love that because it's shows, amen, that, that, that Satan had recognized an opportunity, amen, to come and attach himself to a natural condition that this woman was going through, a cycle of the change in her life, but Satan was going to take advantage of that opportunity, but brother, she'd come to the right place at the right time, hallelujah, amen, and Jesus Christ, amen, delivered her of the oppression, Oh, hallelujah. Amen. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. You say, but brother, I'm not living in the days of Brother Branham. Listen, friends. Amen. William Branham might not be here this morning, but the God that he served, the God that was in him, the God that knew the secrets of the heart, amen, the God that set the captive free, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. He can still heal. He can still deliver. Hallelujah. He can still change a heart, change a life. You know, Brother Brandon would even encourage the husbands. He says, at the time, he said that your wife is going through that. He said, if she was ever your sweetheart, he said, you let her be then. See, you got to have patience and and, 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 and compassion and understanding. And I got to think about that. And I thought about, you know, even back home, my own church. You know, and I thought about all the changes that's, going, that, that's happened in that church. And sometimes it gets frustrating. I'm just being honest. Sometimes it's been frustrating as a pastor. It's been very frustrating. And, you know, and, 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 you know, and dealing with the complaints. And, you know, there's been times I felt like I was pastoring three different churches at one time in one building. <laughs> 
Amen. But you know, you, you just get real frustrated and you're, and, and you're dealing with all these situations and you, it's easy in that frustration to even, uh, you know, lash out and, and, and things like that. But then, uh, I begin to read something like this and the prophet says, see, when, when, if you're a husband, amen, amen, you gotta be, you gotta have compassion, understanding and, amen, and, and be patient. And I got to thinking about it. I thought, oh God, I'm thankful that God is patient with me. Amen. When I'm going through my struggles, amen. When I'm, I'm going through the hard times and the disappointing and the discouraging times and amen. When I don't feel like a Christian, how many, how many is glad that God even didn't throw you away? Amen. How many is glad that God, amen, just cause you was going through a struggle, amen, in a hard time and, and you got a little discouraged and depressed. Amen. I'm glad that God didn't just throw us to the side and look for another. Amen. But he had patience and understanding and compassion and love and mercy and grace. See, we're going through these cycles, these changes. He said, let's think of, Brother Brown, I'm just going to read a quote to you out of uh, the testimony of a true witness. He said, let's just think of a tree. The fall of the year when the autumn time is, is here now, when, the, when, a, when we take a leaf. And that's, that's like a, a, a life. And we are, if we're born again, we are a leaf on the tree of life. And the tree uh, that we see out here in the woods, the life finally leaves and pulls away from that leaf because the season is over for the leaf. And the leaves, of, uh, 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 of, uh, the leaves will begin to fall and drop down when the life leaves at sea. And we're sh- real sure of that. We look, amen, from every window now. Amen. And, and the le- he's in the, this is in the fall of the year. Amen. They'll begin to drop. He said, now that's the body we bury. Amen. But that life that was in that leaf goes back down to where it come from, down there through the tree. Amen. To the root. And it remains there in the root of the tree until another season. See, for this season, the sun is rocked away from, or, or the earth is rocked away from the sun and it's following in its orbit and it goes around, amen, way away and the cold weather is headed down to the earth. Therefore, the root holds that life of that leaf until the earth rocks back around again. And then there's no way to ever hide that leaf from coming back. It'll come back just as sure as the sun comes back. It'll come back, amen, but it has to wait for another season before it comes back. And today, that gives us a great testimony as a witness of God of creation. Amen. Because that's when we are, uh, we are in the season of mortal life. See, right now we're in the season of mortal life, raising our children, marrying and bringing forth families. Amen. This is a life, amen, or the season of mortal life. Amen. But when we have been born of above, amen, when that body returns to the dust from where it come and the spirit goes, amen, for where it come, goes up, amen, to where it come from, amen, to God who gave it, amen, there will come another season and that season that will come will be the immortal season and when the son of God rises with healing in his wings amen it'll be totally impossible to hold those body in the ground any longer they'll come forth in the brightness of the son of God the very nature itself testifies of that if we're Christians and we're born of the spirit death can't hold nothing but victory for us Hallelujah, because these old corruptible bodies, amen, Satan still has power over that, will drop into the dust of the earth, amen, but when the season, 
Hallelujah. This is the wrong season now. It's mortal season. But when the immortal season is coming, when the immortal one comes, he will bring with him the immortal spirits. Amen. That has returned to him from the earth and they shall come forth again in the resurrection for the great millennium and shall shine for his glory. Hallelujah. How many is looking forward to that season? This is the season of mortal life. But there's another season coming. Is that right? Oh, yes, sir. Amen. Amen. And we know, amen, that we're entering into that season now. Amen. Let me just say it this way. Amen. Amen. You know, one season don't abruptly end and another one begin. Amen. But there's a a blending of the seasons. Amen. If you're following me, amen, you know, we're not waiting, amen, to, just for the date marked on the calendar to declare that winter has arrived. Amen. We know it's coming, amen, because we feel a change in the atmosphere. But listen, friends, in just a few days, amen, amen, there's going to be another change. And one of them mornings, you're going to be sitting on your porch drinking a cup of coffee and you just feel a change in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. Amen. And about the afternoon, a warm breeze will blow by. Amen. And you know then, it won't be long. Amen. Spring's going to be here. Amen. Because you're feeling the effects of the change. The season is changing. Oh, hallelujah. And let me tell you, I'm already feeling the effects of the change of a season. I feel the warm breezes blowing of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The mortal season is coming to an end. Immortal season, amen, is on the way. Hallelujah. And it don't matter what you do to try to stop it. You can never stop the change. Hallelujah. Let me just tell the devil something this morning. Devil, you come too late to stop the change of my body. Because my heart's been changed. My soul's been changed. Hallelujah. Amen. My mind's been changed. My speech has been changed. Hallelujah. And the change has already started on the inside. You can't stop this rapture. No more than you can stop your children from growing up. Are you hearing me? You can't stop this rapture. Listen, friends. Amen. I'm going to take the negative and make it so positive. Amen. Just like you can't stop. Amen. Your hair from turning gray. Well, I know there's things you can do, but amen. Listen, friends. It'll never hold. Amen. Amen. But you can't stop from getting weak, and you can't stop your shoulders from dropping, and you can't stop all those kind. It's just a natural thing that's taking place. Amen. But on the inside. Hallelujah. There's a change that's already started and the devil can't stop it. Hallelujah. Can I reach back to last night and pick up something? Listen, because we're in the season. Amen. Amen. This is spiritual food in due season. And the season is now. Let me tell you something, church. There was a time, amen, that the mysteries was sealed up. And Daniel was told, don't write it. And John was told, don't write it. Amen, seal up those things. Amen, seal up the things that the seventh thunder said. Seal it up. There was a time that it was sealed up. 
But the Bible says, amen, that the time has come. And you go read over in Revelation 10, a mighty angel comes down out of heaven with a book in his hand, and that book is open. Hallelujah. Amen. And he said, time will be no more. Or the delay, amen, has come to an end. There'll be no more delay. Hallelujah. He is tearing and he's waiting and it's been kept a secret. Because it wasn't the time. It wasn't the season. Amen. But this is the season. Not of the sealing, but of the revealing. Hallelujah. And the word is open. Hallelujah. Amen. And what is it telling us? Amen. We're coming into another season. Because remember, John is your type. And John was standing in Revelation 5 and he was weeping. John had his weeping season. Because no man was found worthy to take the book and loose the seals thereof. Amen. And people pondered and pondered. And amen. Why was John crying? Oh, he was crying because he couldn't do it. Or he was crying for this reason. Amen. But the prophet of God comes and said, Oh, no. John knew that all was lost except somebody. Hallelujah. Could take that book. Amen. But was John was standing there weeping. Amen. A voice cried out. Amen. Weep not, John, for the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. Hallelujah. He's wrestled with and overcome. Hallelujah. And he took the book and loosed the seals. And when John saw that book come open, glory to God, his weeping season come to an end. Hallelujah. And the man that was weeping began to rejoice. Hallelujah. Amen. And everything that was in heaven, everything on the earth, everything beneath the earth, heard John giving glory and honor to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. He saw his name in the book. Hallelujah. Amen. And it changed his heart. From weeping to rejoicing. Let me show it to you in the scripture in another place. There's two boys walking down the road one day. Amen. And they had sad hearts. The Bible says they were slow of heart. Jesus said they were slow. Fools and slow of heart. Listen, friends, their hearts were sad. Because the events that was taking place. And the circumstances had thrown them into a depression. And they were walking discouraged, defeated, even downhearted, even with slow, sad hearts. But a man drew near. And the Bible said Jesus appeared to them in another form. And beginning at Moses, what did he do? He opened the book. And he began to break the scripture. And he began to reveal who he was out of the word. Listen, friends, I want to tell you something. The events didn't change. The circumstances didn't change. The only thing that changed was their understanding. Because modern events, amen, become clear by prophecy. 
Glory to God. Amen. And their slow, sad hearts become glad. Amen. And at the end of the day, after they had walked with Jesus and their eyes was open, amen, this was their testimony. Did not our hearts burn? Hallelujah. Amen. As he talked with us along the way, I tell you, amen, we don't need a change of events. Amen. If you're looking at world events and from a natural perspective, it'll bring gloom and doom and disappointment and failure. Amen. But I tell you what, if you walk with Jesus a little while and let him break the scripture to your heart, your slow heart, your sad heart will become a burning heart. Hallelujah. Amen. And your weeping days will end. Hallelujah. And you as John will begin to rejoice. It's the season now. Church, I want to tell you, you say, brother, what's all the excitement about? What's all the shouting about? What's all that rejoicing about? I tell you what it's about. Amen. This is the hour. This is the time. The word has been revealed. This is a time for King Lamb worship. Hallelujah. This is a time that everything in heaven, everything on earth, hallelujah, let the angels rejoice. Let the children rejoice. Let the old men rejoice. Let the old maids rejoice. Let the strangers in our gates rejoice. Hallelujah. The Lamb has took the book. He has, re- he has prevailed. The seals is off. The secret is out. The mystery's made known. It's the season of change. And I'll tell you what I love about it. I'll tell you what I love about it. It don't matter what season you're in as an individual. It don't matter what you're going through as a church. Come on, church. Amen. In your good days, in your bad days, if you're sick, if you're well, if you're old, if you're young, it don't matter what season you're in. This is a season for the rapture. I feel good this morning. When the rapture, when, when, brother, when the change of this body happens, some of us are going to be old, and some of us are going to be young, and some of us are going to be sick, and some of us are going to be well. But when it happens, it don't matter. It don't matter what your personal season is. His season will override your season. You might be laying on a sick bed one moment and the next moment you're standing in a new body. Glory to God. You might be oppressed. You might be discouraged. Even barely making it to church. But all of a sudden a sweep, sweep over. 
Hallelujah. The season changed. Hallelujah. Church, I'm telling you, this is a time. God appointed a time. Amen. Listen, he made an appointment with Sarah one day. And he said, I'm going to visit you according to the time of life. I got to read. I got to reading that one day and I thought, you know what? Amen. God made an appointment with Sarah to change her body. And then I, rem- I remember something Brother Brown said, Jesus keeps all his appointments. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I love that. Amen. Because he's made an appointment with us and he's going to keep it. And at the appointed time, according to the time of life, he visited Sarah. Amen. Listen, friends. And I tell you what, their, their conditions got worse. Do you imagine? God gave Abraham a promise and nothing changed for the better except, amen, the faith he had in his heart. Because Abraham got older. And Sarah got older. And their conditions got worse. And their bodies got worse. Is that right? Amen. But you know what I love about the Lord? God never changed or adjusted His promise because of their condition. God didn't change His word because of their condition. And by the way, they couldn't do it at their best. Amen. Even at their very best, they couldn't produce it. But yet God promised it. You know what it tells me, brother? If God made you a promise, He is obligated to make a way to fulfill it. And I'm gonna t- I want to let you know, He'll move heaven and earth. Amen. And listen, Brother Brandon even says, He said, listen, they couldn't do it in the bodies they were in. God had promised them a son, and they couldn't produce it in the bodies they were in. Amen. So instead of God changes his word to match their body, he changed their body to match his word. Hallelujah. And let me just say this uh, this morning. Amen. God is not going to change his word to match our conditions. Amen. He's going to change our bodies to match his word. Hallelujah. Friends, it's not a fairy tale. Amen. This ain't a Walt Disney story. Amen. This is a reality of the word of God. We shall be changed. Hallelujah. And we're in the season of it now. I'm going to close right here. I ain't got no idea about time. <laughs> Amen. But I'm going to tell I, I, I want to just show you something. I got this. All right. Praise God. <laughs> I was, I was studying, everybody, everybody studied the message countdown, right? Yeah. And Brother Brandon will take and he'll parallel scientific achievement with uh, spiritual achievement, right? And he shows, he brings it right through the church, and I'm not going to go through the whole message. <laughs> but but I, was, I was looking at, you know how Brother Brandon would make the parallel with transportation. And he shows how the man had moved from the horse and buggy to the automobile, to the airplane, to the astronaut age. And I was studying that a while back, and I, and I was studying the, 
how, and, and I just got to thinking, and, you know, science is always changing, advancing. Technology is continuing to advance all the time. You can't even hardly keep up with it. And the phone you buy today, it'll be obsolete tomorrow. Don't worry. <laughs> but, you know, and all, as it advances, and, and as I got to studying that, I run across an article, and they said that by the year 2050, humans could outlive the constraints of the physical body. This is an actual article I'm reading to you. It says, undoubtedly, we are currently experiencing an age of shift of technology and advancements. Breakthroughs are emerging in fields such as AI, uh, 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 which is artificial intelligence, and it says that in nanotechnologies and and just in the past decade, we have witnessed remarkable progress in science, bringing us closer to a future where artificial intelligence will be present everywhere in our daily lives. We are currently facing the possibility. This is from a different article. Listen to this: We are currently facing the possibility. Of, achieve, of achieving immortality for humans by 2030. This prediction comes from renowned uh, uh, scientists and futurists who, uh, who have history of making accurate predictions. He anticipates that the ongoing progress in genetics, robotics, nanotechnology will soon have nanobots, that we will soon have nanobots cursing through our bloodstream and which would enable us to live forever, see? It's truly remarkable to consider that this could be a reality within just seven years. This was in 2023 that this was wrote. In just seven years. And it says, amen, that, that, that in just in that short period of time, that humans could reach immortality. But you got to understand, they're not talking about that you could just live forever in the body that you're in. See, even they understand that these bodies have absolute limitations. In other words, they could say with all the advancement of medical science and all the medicine they could give you, and if you, you know, followed their instructions and done the correct exercise and ate the right things and drank the right things, eventually your body's just going to wear out. And they said that they believe that a man could could live up to maybe 150 years. And even in the near future, amen, that humans could live, you know, reach that threshold of 150 years uh, if they would follow these instructions and, and, and live, you know, clean and eat clean and, 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 and you know, uh, go to the doctor on a regular basis and, and these things that man could live up to 150 years. But, but these bodies have absolute limitation. I got to reading this article and I thought, man... Amen. This is so powerful because science is now talking about immortality. Amen. Being in the reach of humanity within the next seven years. Amen. But listen, but yet they know that you can't do it in this body. Hallelujah. And they also know that it would take a higher intelligence. Amen. To take us into that immortality. And I got to thinking about that and I thought, you know what? Amen. In the parallel. Amen. In the same thought of Brother Branham parallel and the scientific achievement with the spiritual achievement. Where are we at this morning, church? How closer, if science is declaring, amen, that we can experience immortality in the next seven years. 
You know what they're really trying to do? Amen. By uh, AI and nanobots and so forth. They're trying to capture the real you. So that they can transport that into another body. So that you can continue to live. Amen. Listen. And if they're, amen, they're beginning to say it's within our reach now. Amen. We're almost there. What about you and I this morning? If science is that close, how close are we? Hallelujah. I say if science is that close, I tell you what, amen, my expectation ain't in seven years. It might happen. It could happen in the morning. Hallelujah. You say, brother, what do you say? I'm telling you this. We may never see 2024. Amen. But I tell you what, if it don't happen tomorrow, I'll look for it the next day. And if it don't happen then, I'll be looking for it the next day. Amen. Because I got a promise. And this is a season of change. And it's already started. And all the devils in hell can't stop it. Hallelujah. No more than you can stop the sun from coming up in the morning. No more than you can stop the changes, amen, of the seasons. Amen, you will never stop the rapture and the resurrection. It's in progress now. Hallelujah. Let's stand our feet. Amen, give God the praise this morning. Hallelujah. This is your season. This is your time. Hallelujah. This is our hour. Amen. The season of our change has come. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we just bow our hearts together? Lord Jesus, Lord, I, I just pray this morning, God, I've I done the very best I could do just to let you lead, and I tried to follow. I pray you take these little things that's been said and try to be an encouragement to the church, to a body. Lord, I don't know what they're going through, but I know they're... I know it's a struggle. I know there's been situations and changes have happened. We've prayed many times and Lord, sometimes it didn't happen the way we thought. Yet we believe. Lord, we don't want to be foolish in judging you. But Lord, we judge you faithful this morning. Lord, I pray God that the church would be like Sarah. And as she judged you faithful, she received strength. Lord, we judge you faithful this morning. No matter what comes or what goes, disappointments are going to come.
There's going to be seasons of troubles and discouragements and hard times and changes and situations. And we judge you faithful, Lord, who made the promise. We believe you're able to perform. Oh, God, encourage you people this morning. I pray the Holy Spirit would just come in now. Lord, just come behind these things that you've laid on our heart, Lord, and I preach from my heart. Lord, I pray that the Spirit of God would just come in behind it now. Strengthen every life. Encourage every discouraged heart here today. Oh, God, heal that which is sick and bind up that which has been torn. Strengthen, Lord, every... Every person, oh God, I pray, Lord, that every every individual, Lord, would be renewed in their zeal and their purpose. May they see their real value in the in the family of God. Take their position. Grant, Lord, we commit ourselves into your hands. We give you this service for your glory. In Jesus' precious name, Amen. If there be any needs this morning, you're welcome to come. We just turn it over. Jesus name
this morning. Amen. Amen. It's a joy that you have, not because maybe the situation you're in, but it's because of what he done. Hallelujah. If his eyes on the sparrow, his eyes on you. Amen. Let's just sing this this morning. And why should I feel discouraged? And why should the shadows come? Oh, and why should my heart be lonely? Lonely and long for heaven and home when Jesus is my portion and he's my
to another. God kept you in this year. He's going to keep you in that year. I know some of you in here, and he healed you this year. He brought you through some financial trouble this year. Hallelujah. Amen. Maybe others don't know what you've been through, but you know what you've been through. And you know where you was, and he didn't leave you there, but he brought you through it. Hallelujah. Amen. Because why? You're his. And his eyes on a little bird. And his eyes been watching that bird all year long. He's watching you as well. And the same God that watched you this year is the same one that'll watch you next year. Thank you. 
is under you. And God has brought them subject to you. Why you shout? Because I met him. Why you dancing? Because I met him. I met the one who could change my life. I used to have a sad heart, but he got a burning heart. I mean, he's got a burning heart. As he spoke to me this day, I saw it. I saw many spirits begin to move out. Some of you thought you had a devil on you, but you're just going through the change. There's a lot of victory in that. You know, I was overseas in Poland one time, and there was a lady sitting there in the audience, so under that under under that anointing, that spirit that was trying to tell her she had a devil. I said, and to the point she said she thought she crossed the line. And the word came out and said, You have not crossed the line. You're here right now. You're here rejoicing. You're here to rejoice. You're here to pray. You haven't crossed the line. That's a lie of the devil. But I just go tell him all the lies he told. He told some of you you wasn't important. He told somebody you wasn't worthy. He told you you'd never make it. Amen. But that's a lie of the devil. I'm still here. And I'm not going in this world next year with my head down. And all I'm going and rejoicing, praising the king of Just stop for a moment. Let's just lift our hands up and give him king. King praise worship. Praise. 
somebody hit a home run or somebody crossed the made a touchdown. That's not what we're shouting about. We're shouting about because the king of kings is not dead, but he's alive, living in our hearts. And his word has been sent to us and delivered us and set us free. Hallelujah. What a new year we're going to have. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for more healings, more deliverances. Amen. More prodigals coming home. More babies that's been promised. Come on, somebody. I'm looking for one of the greatest divine healing campaigns that's ever hit the face of this earth. So, well, Brother Timothy, what are you talking about? I'm talking about a body change. When this old hair goes back to the right color and these stooped shoulders come back to the right places. Ain't no more sorrows. I'll tell you, Brother Josh was speaking to the young people there at the banquet and talking about Adam and Eve as they first walked out and they first felt fear. Could you imagine? It's pretty much a reality in our life. We feel it nearly every day. Sorrows, we have them. Partings, we have them. Disappointments, we have them. Nearly every day, there's something that comes more bad news or more this. The first time they ever felt it. Could you imagine what that did? I thought, God, I can only imagine what it's going to be like. There'll be no more fear. There'll be no more parting. There'll be no more goodbyes. There'll be no more see you maybe at another meeting or see you sometime in the fall. There won't be none of that. Won't be no more hurts or no more disappointment, no funny feelings, no mind battles. Could you imagine the first time Adam and Eve had that mind battle? They begin to fight them day after day. We're going back to where they were. That'll be no more. But we'll be living throughout eternity at peace with the king of peace what a wonderful it's more than just a thought it's not an air castle it's not a sand something you build on the sand of the sea and the waters comes washes it away no it's a reality it's a reality we're going to step into those places we're going to experience those first moments with no pain no parting no heartaches Thank you, Brother Josh.